Book, a Tampa Bay Times podcast of Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, and I'm in Washington, D.C., overlooking the Potomac River. I'm here for an education writers conference, and I've been just thinking about different issues as I've been here. One of them that has come up has been really interesting to me. It's the issue of principles. This is a time of year in Florida where many school districts have been changing their principals out. We've seen dozens changed from Clay County, Marion County, Hillsborough, and all over the state. And we're expecting probably more to be changed after school grades come out over the summer because the state has taken such an interest in making sure that there are principals who are new leaders in those schools that have continued to struggle over time. It led us to wonder how important the role of the principal is, and how much time a principal should have in getting to fix their schools. So you'll be hearing from our conference conversations from Anita Berger, the 2016 Principal of the Year for the District of Columbia Public Schools, and then Jason Grissom, Associate Professor of Public Policy and Education at Vanderbilt University. The conversations come from a seminar on the power of the principal, and I'm just going to play you some clips from that, and and let's take a listen now. I just wonder, at this time of year, we always see principals moving in schools, dozens of them sometimes in larger school districts. Is there a good time to switch schools, and is there a good time to just say, look, we need to leave the principals in their schools? <laughs> well, I've been a principal for 12 years, so no. in the same school. Um, and, and I have a story to share because I came out being a teacher in that same school, so I really had uh, a hard time because now my colleagues, I'm standing in front of them and I'm there, the administrator. But, um, you, you know, I, I feel no matter how difficult it becomes as a first-year principal or administrator, you need three years. You need three years, whether it's to demonstrate who you are, to clean house, to do your mission, you know, at least three years. I think every principal deserves three years. If they're ready to leave in a year, the job is not for them. This position, being a principal, is not for everyone. It takes time, it takes energy, and it takes a lot of faith. Because when you look around, it's 8 o'clock at night, you're still in your office. You have to have faith in others other than the people that are working with you every day. And so you have to almost have this resilient, um, I guess, resilience because of the fact that it's a very lonesome job many times. You look around and, you know, you have problems that you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to do about this? And everyone's looking at you for the decision. You learn those things in years to come. I mean, you just can't get it in the one year and move on. Those that come in and just can't handle it, you know, I always say, you know what, maybe this isn't a job for you. Because the children need to see that person more than just another people. Because then someone else is going to come, someone else. And that's not good for the culture. That's not good for the culture, whether it's with the students or with the teachers. Because at this point, the teachers are looking at, okay, here's another one. You know, and so I think there should be some stability. I know in my district, um, only recently, they've been given highly effective principals for their contracts. But we work at the discretion of the chancellor. 
And I'm, a, I'm an advocate to re really, really provide a new principle with the supports, give them three years to get it done. And I'm not saying at, at the um, mercy or, 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 you know, at the detriment of the students, but provide those supports. The system, at least our system, will support for those failing schools. So take some of that money and invest it in bringing up principles that can really move all the schools, not just the failing schools, but the highly effective schools, the film, you know, and so I just think principals deserve three years to really demonstrate who they are, you know, really show what, what their mission, their vision is, and to, and to grow their team. I think the research is pretty clear that principal stability is important. I think principal turnover is bad for schools. I mean, we see the student achievement dips in years after a principal leaves. We see the teachers turn over in the years after in the years the principals leave. It's bad for the culture at the school, no, you know, for sure. Um, and lots of districts have this attitude that maybe they should they should give principals a new look every few years and they should move them around or, or, or something. I mean, there doesn't seem, but there doesn't seem to be a strategy to it. So this is part of the problem. So so in, in the in the hypothetical. You know, that this principal has been amazing in this school environment. Here's a struggling school across town, and we should take that high-performing principal and move that principal into that school so that they can do that amazing job. The data suggests that is not what districts do at all. You know, their high performers just get moved to, to advantage. You tend to move to more advantaged schools with, you know, um, with uh, more advantaged student populations and so forth. So it's not as if the, it appears that on average, at least, districts are, are really being strategic about trying to get their, you know, their all-star principals in front of their lowest achieving, their, their neediest kids. That's not what they're doing. So, so if that's not if that's not what you're going to do, then you should you should definitely have a strategy. I think as a district of trying to maintain stability in your principal workforce, there are lots of benefits to it. Um, and I think Anita was making this good point about you know three years, five years, you know something getting your 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 um, your program up and running takes some time and. And a, and a sidebar piece of that is that you know we have a big problem in principal evaluation, um, which we haven't talked about at all in this session. But you know we hold principals accountable in most states in year one of their principalship for you know student achievement growth, for example, in that in that first year. Well, they had very little control. They, they they were some things they were able to do in that first year to affect student achievement, no doubt. But they're operating with their predecessors, teachers, their predecessors, culture and environment and so forth. And yet you know the the, the state's evaluation system more than likely is holding them accountable for things that weren't really um, weren't really under directly under their thumb. And it takes three years, five years, six years before really that principal has had enough input into that school environment that really they they they, they really, you know I, I, I they, they owned pieces of it before then, but before you can really say that that principal's school is there theirs. That's all we have for today's podcast. If you want to participate in this conversation or any other, please visit us on our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook, and follow our breaking news on our blog, tampabay.com slash gradebook. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek, reporting to you today from Washington, D.C. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>